Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Good morning. This is Ken Roshan on Amplified Voice America. Welcome to another exciting week of Amplifying Inspiring Leaders. How are you doing, Andrea? I'm absolutely wonderful. Thanks, Ken. Dr. Smiley. <laughs> yes, I'm um, very smiley because uh, Kenny just wrote a letter to, Dr., uh, to President uh, Biden, and he shared his new book, Kenny's Favorite Place in America. So last week he went to Mission Barbecue, and they're going to put him in a newsletter going out to all the uh, the people that patronize Mission Barbecue. So we're excited about him celebrating not just another birthday, but a flag day at his favorite place, Mission Barbecue. Well, how exciting for him to have another book out. And um, I, I saw on uh, different Facebook postings and so forth that he was able to go and do another uh, networking luncheon or something and show adults his book. So that's super exciting. So congratulations. I'm super excited and looking forward to when we get our copy. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I just really thrilled that your son is doing so well and get such joy out of sharing his books and messages and favorite places and riddles with everyone. <laughs> well, you can tell Mavis that uh, her envelope was touching President Biden's envelope. Oh, wow. Tell her she'll find that very exciting. <laughs> it might have gotten separated at some point very close after it was dropped in the mail. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. So um, actually, so actually, Mario Cannon, um, our guest last week, his his children, his two kids got them, too. So they can both say they were their envelopes were next to President Biden. Oh, awesome. Well, that is super exciting. And I send well wishes that Biden receives it and is excited and that Kenny gets a letter back. And who knows, you live close enough, maybe you can get a visit. Uh, that's what I that's what I was thinking. You know, uh, Kenny made a last year, he made a an invitation for his birthday for President Biden to join with the other four or five kids. And he said that he, he had the time itinerary of when President Biden could speak. And he said, <laughs> He says, you can tell stories for this five minutes. And I said, well, if he wants to say anything else, is, does he have more time? He goes, I'll give him some time to tell some jokes. And it was a little surprising for all of us, but President Biden did not show up. We think that he's probably needs a little more notice. That's why I told Kenny. So we're, we're giving him an early invitation for next year. Okay, that, that sounds better. And I love that Kenny, you know, uh, you know, being in the event space that we are that your son's picked up that, you know, speakers need to stay on schedule, no matter who they are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you want me to give a shout out to the sponsors? <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I mean, they are. They well, are important. Uh, and are you sporting a men dot fashion today or menfashion.com? Uh, oh. That is a menfashion.com shirt. And I am saying that correctly. Menfashion.com. And we also want to thank the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, Ample Affluence, Perfect Publishing, MyMakeupLady.com. I'm here now. And also, oh, I already said menfashion.com. And please love There you go. Yeah, I think I said them enough today. And uh, please love on www.thekeepsmilingmovement.org. <clears throat> we save lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope to be resilient no matter the challenge. And uh, I've been doing follow-up calls uh, for the Keep Smiling movement from the celebrity softball game, Dr. Smiley. And uh, we have some things in the works. We have been um, uh, liked and loved by a rodeo group of people who actually another uh, fundraising sort nonprofit that helps people who are cowboys and do kinds of things like that. And they'd love to have us come and do something in partnership with them. So I'm following up with that. And then there's some other things with doing resiliency for, you know, 911 responders and first responders and police and fire and veterans as well. So lots of uh, love came from this event. So super exciting things to come. Sounds like Mission Barbecue belongs in that conversation. <laughs> well, that would certainly, we would certainly love them as a sponsor and to come along and love on us for that. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a guest. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. We do. All right. Let me first ask her. And I mean, to, can you uh, believe it? We having a guest. I mean, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, Ken, you make me giggle. All right. If you would please uh, 
come on a camera while I introduce you. Hello, this is Jen Duplessis. Oh, she's wonderful. She's Americans, America's lifestyle mentor. And she is, people are gravitate towards her, attracted to her because of her high achieving professionalism. And these are high, uh, not only high level professionals and entrepreneurs themselves, but they're people who have something missing and they want something more that they find by hanging out with her and working with her. Um, she holds these really lovely masterminds. She helps people increase the awareness of what's possible to multiply their results in record time and has helps them have the courage to say yes to their personal lives. She's the CEO and founder of numerous companies companies. She's from Northern Virginia and attended Colorado State University, where she studied architectural design and construction engineering, uh, which may be a surprise to people. She's been married to her high school sweetheart for 38 years. They have two children and three adorable grandchildren. And she's been in the financial services industry for four decades and was listed in the top 200 of nationally ranked mortgage originators and funded over $1 billion in mortgage loans. She's a 12-time number one Amazon bestselling author, host of two top podcasts and a TV show host. And she does a lot to help people in the area of expertise, helping them with a life of luxury, priority and time management, business relationships, business scaling, sales management. And she's also a certified mastermind facilitator. And uh, she served, shared the stage with many like Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Darren Hardy, Jeff Hoffman, Sharon Lecter, and many more. Thank you so much for being here. Our friend, Jen Duplessis. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm always delighted to be here. Well, Jen, I, I heard that bio and I can hear what you do with 40 hours of your week. What do you do with the other 60? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone brings that up all the time. And I was just uh, texting with, you know, David Corbin, our friend David Corbin. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I think you're too busy to be in this book that I want you to be in. And I, and I said, well, let me decide. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of that is what I did, right? There's a lot of what I do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a master at handling my time. And you know that when you see me, all of you, you know, I mean, you've seen me several times us, we've all been at different things together. And Ken, you've been at my retreats, you know, photography, doing photography and video and, um, you know, and I have a hyper A personality, but I'm actually very calm a lot. I'm a, I'm a very calm person because I know exactly what needs to be done and when it needs to be done. So, and I, I'm happy to share all that today and some of it. Well, good. You know, when uh, Andrea was reading your bio, I saw how calm you were. And I was like, she must know that what this bio says, because you were just really calm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you uh, were on, uh, when you had the video off and you had your pink outfit on, it was kind of cool when it came off and the black showed up. I was like, she changed. She changed. Yes, instantly. You're, yeah, you were almost <laughs> in the same position. So um, how'd you get those little stars next to your name? I'm digging the extra stars. <laughs> well, they're emojis. That's okay. all. That's all they are? Yeah, they're emojis. So when you change and you put fire or, you know. Yeah, you know, but you, you always had flair to everything you do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, it, my company's called Kinetic Spark for a reason. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, we, we have a short period of time to cover all the things you have done, but yeah. I did want to acknowledge that you play big. We see you at the biggest events. And uh, before I met you, which I didn't know as meeting you at uh, the Marketers Cruise, so big shout out to yeah. Captain Lou. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's exciting. We have uh, Jennifer Hammond, and I just want to say that she's the one who connected us, and she's yeah. always been a phenomenal connector, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. So yeah. Yeah. I always give my shout outs before the show to say how the dots connect. Because the point is, you don't know when someone's making a connection for you, how it could change your life. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny. Well, it's not funny. But in my book, my first book that I that I released called Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. One of the things that I talk about, and I teach this all the time to everybody, is something called the Great Retrace. And I literally, every time we have this, if you don't mind, I'm going to hop right into it because I like you know, it. I, I want to speak about that because uh, we have this tendency, you know, that, hey, I got a referral. And we call a referral partners. Hey, thanks for the referral. And then we start working with the client. At least I hope we call the referral. Sometimes I don't get phone calls. You know, I don't get anything. I, I hey, do you guys connect? Oh, yeah, we've been working together forever. And there's no thank you, right? There's no, it's not even that so much I want the thank you, but it's a recognition that you actually communicated, right? That it's working. But what if every time we got a referral, 
we went back, we retraced back all the way to who we met. And it's sort of a biblical, you know, piece mm-hmm. of this because Ken bequeath, uh, uh, Andrea, Andrea bequeath, Allison, Allison bequeath, whatever. And it, you know, it goes back, but what if we picked up the phone and called everyone and said, Hey, I just wanted to say, remember when you introduced me to Ken, guess what? I was just on his voice America radio show. Right. And that's because of you. What can I do to help you today? And then you call the next one. Hey, remember when you introduced me to Andrea? Well, she introduced me to Ken. And then you don't have to go, well, he, be, you know, just that yeah. she has made so many introductions. And what it does is it triggers the reticular activator and it triggers that top of mind sense. And what I found is that every single time I do that, and I do it on a daily basis, as long as I'm receiving referrals every day, I get at least two more referrals because now I just went to top of mind. And while I have them, they're like, oh, hey, by the way. I have a speaking event, by the way, I have this. And then the other fun thing about this is to cross pollinate those people, you know? So, Hey, by the way, do you know so-and-so who's further down the chain? No, I don't, but I could use help with that. Okay, great. Let me connect the two of you. So it's just, it's incredible. And I've had, I've I've done that for probably 18, 20 years, something like that. Um, So that's some of my busyness is that I'm reconnecting and great retracing all the time. My family does it as well. and, And it's why they're so successful in what they do. Well, I love that you teach that in your workshops. And I recall that uh, whenever mm-hmm. someone sees the, uh, the key smiling books, for instance, and they see somebody yeah. recognize, I say, well, take a picture of it right now, take a picture and send yeah. it to the person because it reactivates a conversation that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And, and that's Absolutely. what I do. Thank you for doing dose of hope, by the way. That's one thing I want to acknowledge you because yes. you're, you're in with a pool of some of the most amazing people. And so we can just say, you want to know Jen's story, read it in dose of hope and I'll connect you. Like that's a cool aspect as well. But if you do not thank somebody and do the gratitude, you've actually missed the point that they may think they're wasting their time or they don't make a difference. You won't get another referral. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know Andrea has a point she'd like to make as well. Well, well, Ken, uh, you shared the same thing. I, I forgot that Ken and I both do that. Um, you know, when people see the books or the dose of hope, uh, you know, Jen, people, I, when I've had, I take and carry the books around with me too. When they flip through it, they go, I know her. And I'm like, well, you should tell her that you read her story, you know, and yeah. Exciting. It is exciting for people to be able to have that connection. And then they realize other things about you that they didn't realize they, that, you know, you get to share your story for the first time. Yeah. So yeah, I love, I love Dose of Hope and, you know, there have been set, pe- pl- uh, plenty of people that, you know, I've introduced you to that have been in the book and, you know, first time telling their story too, you right. know? So it's scary for some people because they've never been that vulnerable. And, you know, there's a release that happens with that and a breakthrough that happens that allows you to grow. I always say you can't grow if you don't stretch. Right? That's right. And I like the little mechanism at the end because I don't, I didn't know what books were your favorites and what uh, movie and song. And, all. and so you learn about kind of the programming of the person too with uh, that particular chapter. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we typically start with uh, people that don't have not done Dose of Hope. So we're going <laughs> to tell people your story and they can also read it in Dose of Hope. So the, the mechanics are, how did you create who you are? And then we're going to talk about how you create your purpose and then get into some of the gold nuggets you give at your workshops that help people really get abundant. So uh, I know your one of your books recently uh, was about your childhood and how that played into you being the, the uh, type A, hyper type A uh, success story. So why don't you share with the audience where you're born, what your childhood was like? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, and I do address this in Dose of Hope because we have that, that chapter is called Jenny who ain't got a penny. Right. 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 And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'll paraphrase it so that you can go and read it in Dose of Hope. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was one of 36 first cousins. That's, that's really the story. One of 36, um, their first cousin, big cat Catholic family. My mom was one of 10. It's funny on my dad's side, he's one of three, but his mom, is one of 14. In fact, she's the eldest and he has, um, I believe he has 87 first cousins himself. Um, And of course they were all farmers up in uh, Minnesota. It's where they landed. There's a whole story there. There's a whole story there that I don't like sharing very often. I'll share with you all in the green room, but, and I, can you know about this story? But uh, on my dad's side, there's some really cool background and history there. And um, but but it's so funny. So my dad always seemed to be like, you know, poor guy. He only has three f- siblings. And my mom had this big freaking family. And we um, but anyway, I, you know, I had these two uncles and, and one of them lived next door to us. It was my grandparents. Um, his name is Uncle Darcy. He's still alive today. Just spoke to him a couple of days ago. It's really sad to see him start to go downhill. You know, he's 88. He'll be 89 next month. And um 
because, you know, I have a conversation with him and the same things get regurgitated over and over and he has these crazy jokes and stuff. But, um, but he and my uncle Dave used to call me Jenny who ain't got a penny. Now they had names for everybody. We had Stan, the man and Gene, the machine. So everybody had a name. I still have never asked my cousins if it, if their nickname impacted their life, the way that it impacted me. Um, if, of course, at first I didn't understand it. And so I carried a penny in my shoe because back then we didn't have flip-flops. You know, it wasn't a flip-flop world. We all wore little tennis shoes and stuff. And I always carried a penny and I always pull it out and go, ha, 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 I have a penny. I have a penny. I actually carried a penny in my shoe until about 13 years ago. Um, and every time I felt it, every day when I went to work, I felt it in my high heel pumps, right? I would feel it and it would remind me of where I came from and, and propel me, right, it, to go forward. But then one day I decided I better let it go, you know, and it, it, because I don't need that anchor reminder anymore. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, he called me Jenny Hanger Penny. And one day, um, and I remember distinctly the day he said, you know, you will be just like your parents. You're going to be really poor. You're going to um, be an alcoholic like your dad, John. You're going to be a verbal abuser like your mom, Ginger. You're going to be like them because that's how the world goes. You know, you, you, it repeats itself. And I thought, okay, didn't think much of it until one day when I was riding my bicycle home and I could hear the fighting coming from the house. And as I laid my bike down, I had one of those banana seat bikes. It was white with the purple daisies on it. And, the, right. you know, it was cute. I laid it down and started walking through the screen porch and right directly through the screen porch in the living room and into the kitchen, I could see my mom sitting there shaking and holding her cigarette. And my father had a shotgun to her head. And um, I ran out of the house with my ears plugged, ran next door to my grandparents um, and into that cornfield that we had, we actually had a big farm. They had a big farm back there. And we were so poor that when I came home from school, I would just go out there and eat raw veggies, you know, raw corn, raw, everything, rhubarb, you name it. I was eating it for a snack. And I really felt like when the movie Forrest Gump came out, I felt like that Jenny, when she was in there um, praying, that was exactly me. I looked like her or she looked like me. I think they took my picture, <laughs> but I was always sort of dirty and my hair was always messy. And I was a toehead. I had white hair and I was always wearing dresses. And, and you, you all know, cause you know me very rare to see me not in a dress. It, that's just what I do. And uh, so here I was, you know, I, I was in the cornfield and I could feel that the, the cold on my, you know, my knees and the sun and I could smell the corn. I still remember that specific moment. And I, in that moment, I said, I'm done. I am done this. I am not going to be like them. No way am I going to be like them. So I set on a whole life of proving to everybody that I won't be like that. Um, And so I was perfect in everything I did. And if I wasn't perfect, I was my own worst enemy, right? I was so down on myself and I would get so angry with myself Um, To the extent that my bed had to be made perfectly and my animals had to be laid at the right angles on the bed perfectly, you know, everything had to be perfect. And I, um, you know, achieved so much in such a short period of time, um, you know, from being Miss Colorado Springs and runner up Miss Colorado and, you know, being pre-med at Colorado State, I was going to be a cardiologist Um, playing flute and piccolo in the Colorado Springs Symphony. I was the only high schooler who was in the symphony playing and being a state champion tennis player and being a runner and playing soccer and getting a scholarship. I mean, you name it, I did it, but it was all about proving. And I carried that into my business. And that's why I succeeded the way I did, because I was proving. Um, You know, Jen, I want to say that a lot of the authors in dose of hope they have that defining moment very much like yeah. screen door and when i when i asked them if it if their childhood hadn't been so horrific i mean i.e frank shankwitz etc oh yeah um they they said no i couldn't have been who i am without that and it's a sad it's a sad testament that you have that much adversity that you have to overcome that you say never again so that's what we call the defining moment isn't it yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, that that was a defining moment, but it was a defining moment of proving, but it wasn't until later that I had a defining moment that said, I'm done proving and I'm going to start living. And mm-hmm. that's when I really excelled. Um, I, what was that? It was, well, I was going to dinner with my family. So for those of you that are listening, I'm quotes in dinner, because you know how we are. We're entrepreneurs. We're, we're busy. We get a phone call and we think that our clients, we have to jump through hoops to get them and be everybody's beck and call person, mm-hmm. right? 
And so I said, well, I, the client needs me. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to, you know, have that phone call with the client um, at the restaurant. And I was walking the concrete balance beam. That's what I call it. You know, that back and forth that we walk back and forth, mm-hmm. we're waving to people. And I looked over in the window of the restaurant and my family was just laughing and having a great time and creating all these beautiful memories. And, and it struck me at that moment. Ah, I'm never in them, never in those memories. I'm never with them and never in it. And in that moment, I said that I'm done. I'm done proving. And now I'm going to start living. And that's when I created Cracking the Top Producer Code. And I um, I, ma- I just, I manifested so much business and so much success in that arena that it was, it was unbelievable. I didn't even know it was happening until I received a plaque in the mail that said, hey, by, by the way, you're in the top 200 loan officers in the country. And at that time, we had 785,000. So I was just head down, um, but it wasn't more work. It was less work and tripling my volume and having the time that I wanted in my life, you know, that lifestyle balance, you know, balance that we were just talking about, although I don't believe balance, but it's, you know, having that life of luxury where I'm designing a life that fulfills me first, and then I'm building a killer business, but I'm doing it in a shorter compressed time where I'm absolutely intentional and very focused. And that's why when you asked that question in the beginning, um, I don't, I don't mess around during the day. I, I know what I'm doing today because I know today's Wednesday and today's wealth building Wednesday. And so for me, I know specifically what I'm doing and what the actions are today and who I will communicate with today. You give a couple of examples. I'm sorry. You give a couple examples of what wealth, wealth building Wednesday is like. <clears throat> yeah. So, so all of the communication that I'll have today is about my finances everything is about my finances. So, so today I'll be looking at, you know, my expenses. I'll be looking at my P and L's. I'll be communicating only with my um, estate planner. I'll be communicating only with my referral partners who are in the wealth sector. Like for example, Laurel Langmeyer and I will have a conversation today about a a new company that I'm starting and she's going to help me set it up again. And so I, I keep, I, I don't, try to do the hat switching and say, well, I need to set up a new company. I need to look at my P and L's and we're all kind of chaos. All of that waits to wealth building Wednesday. Right? Now, what about, what about money, money Mondays? Yeah. You know, I have money making Monday, <laughs> money making Monday. Yeah. And so that's the day I'm following up with all my prospects. I'm, I'm recircling around with people that we, I have affiliate arrangements with and, you know, making sure they know my products, making sure I know theirs, see if anything's changed. So it's really the money making Monday. I'm doing all my contracts on Monday. I'm doing all my reaching out and filling out my applications of, um, or sending it to my team to fill out my applications for speaking engagements. Um, Tuesdays are touch base Tuesdays. I do the ABCs. Um, so I'm touching base with everybody. So when you randomly get a call from me, it's actually not random at all. And, and, uh, <laughs> right? I'm, yeah, I'm curious, are we doing Thursdays or thousands? No, Thursday, no, Thursday, no Thursdays are training Thursdays. So um, so that I, I delegate to my coaching, right? So all my coaching are on those days. That's when I do my training with my clients. So a lot of people are like, can you do something? And no, I'm training. That's my day that I, I coach all my clients. So it's back to back to back. Now I make exceptions, right? but I don't uh, make exceptions very often, right? And uh, so that's what I do on that day. And then I don't work on Fridays. So, so fun. Yeah, that's free, free Friday. <laughs> free Friday. Fun free. <laughs> if sometimes it's follow-up Friday, you know, where I'm prepping for next week. I'm looking at my calendar and saying, okay, do I have my presentation? Do I know where I'm going? Do I, you know, I found myself sometimes, I landed in a place one time, not too long ago, I landed someplace because I travel so much, just like you guys. And I realized that I, and I was like, okay, so where am I going with the Uber, right? And I realized I didn't make a hotel. <laughs> so I was like, oh boy, <laughs> I better be sure. So I've actually decided to delegate that to my team now so that that doesn't happen because I have, you know, there's things that are falling through the cracks for myself. So now it's time to delegate. So, so you, when uh, you say TGIF for you, it is really a big F because it's free Friday. It really it's like is. Yeah. 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 I, um, yeah, I haven't. I mean, there's like little conversations I might have um, if someone has to have me on a Friday for because they only do their podcasting on Friday. Then I can't. We'll make an exception here and there, but very, very rarely because um, you know that's the day that's that's dedicated for me. It just is. It just is, and it's been like that for almost 15 years now. You know that I just I only work four days a week. I don't- if I hear from you on Friday, I'm going to say it's Friendship Friday. 
Yes. There you go. There you go. That's, that's cause I said, Hey, I'm willing to pick up the phone and call somebody, but yeah, generally that's my quiet day. And I just kind of, you know, take care of me. I might binge watch. I might, I might shoot guns. You know, I'm a gun girl. Um, you know, I dance almost well, now, I, I guess I'd probably three or four days a week. I used to dance every day, but I danced at least three or four days a week. So the other thing too, is that I only work four days, but I only work half days. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I only work till about one o'clock and then, and then I go and I do something that's fun for me. So uh, I guess we're getting a little bit of crack the code if I go that direction. And yeah. I think we're going to, are we taking a short break uh, very soon? Dr. Andrea? Four more minutes. Okay. So uh, let's talk about the, let's finish up the dose of hope real quick. And then we're going to move to cracking the code in the second half cycle. Yeah. So uh, the second part of after you created who you are, that is, and by the way, when you were uh, Jenny without a penny, I will say yeah. that if everyone else was named something that didn't say scarcity or didn't say something was uh, missing, I don't know if you'd had Jenny with a million pennies, if you would have felt the same. No, not at all. Not at all. And I'm thankful for my uncle, you know, and last year uh, I finally took my family back. So I was born in Colorado. My dad's from Colorado. My mom's from Michigan. They met at the White House. It's a long story. My mom worked for Kennedy and um, they, uh, you know, so I was born there. My mom said, look, I need my family. So they moved me back. And so my, my younger childhood was raised with them. And then later we went back out to Colorado and, um, uh, so my kids had never been there. I think we took them once to a wedding when we were probably in our mid twenties or something. The kids were really little, never taken my family there because I was so ashamed of where I was from, you know, all of that. And, and once I worked on that and had the breakthrough for that last summer at this time, last summer, we went to Michigan and I showed them around and I pointed out things and I pointed out bad things too. Like this is the house that my dad was building that, that we were supposed to live in and never did. And, and he was gone for two weeks and me and my uncle Dave found him underneath the, um, in the basement in the, it wasn't even basement in the crawl space. And he had been on a two week drunk and there were, you know, just stacks of beer can. My dad was a beer drunk, right? Mm-hmm. Stacks of beer cans and and he just cried and said, I don't want you to see me. And I was crying, daddy, please come home. Please come home. And I took them to all these places so that they could relive the stories that I tell on stage now and in books and, and whatnot. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that their perspective of mom, I'm getting emotional with it, but their perspective of mom changed. And um, I think they understand now why I am the way I am and why I pushed them the way that I do, because I, I want them to have so much more than I, than I ever had. And um, so my uncle, while we were there meeting all my grandkids had never met them or anything um, said, pulled me aside and said, I'm so proud of you. And I was thankful to receive that because I, I had grown, grown through the need for it. I, I, because my parents are both passed and they never said that hmm. they never said any of it. Um, and I know they know, that they felt that way, but they just couldn't say it. And I, I, th- I thought, okay, I'll never get it. And I'm okay with that. But boy, to get it was nice. And I thought, gosh, you know, if he'd passed away and I never got it, it would just be one of those, but wow, I got it. And he tells me all the time, every time I'm on the phone, where are you going now? What are you doing now? He's so excited to be part of what I'm doing now. So. That's great. I, you know, I tell my son almost every day that I'm proud of him. And yeah. I tell him why. But your, your kids have done amazing things. You want to give a little shout out to them? Of course. <laughs> of course. Well, a shout out to them. Yeah. Yeah. So Kurt, yeah, well, well, because you've told me how great uh, they're. Oh, they are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're both very, very successful. They're both, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, they just are. They're beautiful people. They're they're God fearing people. And, and I love that. And, you know, as a parent, when you raise your child in your church, whatever it is, you know that sometimes they could leave. They don't. They're very involved. They're very God fearing and they do it on their own recognizance. And I and I love that. Um, and we're very family oriented, you know, families first and, and, uh, they're, they're seeing what I'm doing and they're proud and I'm proud of them. And, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, I mean, we're just fortunate that we raise these good kids, you know, because both Brian and I, it's not just my story, but Brian comes from a really rough background too. And we said we were going to break the chain together. I just wanted to share wit. I had the pleasure of hanging out with her on the marketers cruise and what a doll she's just, um, (laughs) Just the light and, and to watching you both together. And then, in fact, I forgot to send you the videotape, I think, of you two singing her fight song from her college. You know, so super, oh, super cute. Yeah. To together. And what's yeah, your son's yeah. name? Little mini me's, huh? What's your son's name? 
Kirk. Captain Kirk. Kirk. Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Yeah, because when I first yeah, yeah, he's the Fortune 500. Yeah, he's on the Fortune 500. He, he uh, debuted at number 234 um, with a 3,800% increase in revenue for his company. And he's the only owner. And he has two employees who are 1099. But he's since grown dramatically from that. But, uh, you know, I was, very, I was concerned. I was, I was concerned he hadn't grown since then, but I'm glad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's grown exponentially since then. Yeah. A lot of people get on that and then they sort of go backwards. No, he's grown exponentially. Yeah. I wonder if he learned anything from you. <laughs> yeah, uh, he did. And, you know, he's called me and said, thank you. You know, he had the privilege of going to uh, New York one day. And I know we're about ready to head, head to break, but he had he had the privilege of going to New York one day. So there's a financial advisor. I don't know his name up in New York um, who does financial advising for all the presidents sitting and and former. And he does sort of all this financial advising. And uh, he asked Kirk to manage the portfolio for him. And um, he he said, great. And so anytime you anytime you go up there, you get your pitch taken with this guy in Mickey Mouse, which is in his office and you wave or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guy asked him, you know, how'd you get into, he's in options trading. And he said, how'd you get into options trading? And he said, gosh, you know, it's a good question. It's my mom. And so when he left, he got in the, the car and called me and he said, I've never, I've never really said thank you, but I want you to know that I, I never would be where I'm at if it wasn't for you pushing me. Cause I got him in before he was old enough to trade. So he was doing paper trades and, you know, we're very entrepreneur, we're investors, we invest in a lot of different things. So for me, it was like, Hey, you're going to go do this. And then Whitney, you're going to go do that. Um, and so that they could learn those other avenues and ways to make money. That's really cool. Well, we're going to go to break right now, as promised. Uh, this is Ken Rashawn on Voice America, Influencer Channel. We'll be back in one minute. And you've been listening to Amplified with Ken Rashawn, a.k.a. Dr. Smiley. I'm executive producer, Dr. Andrea Adams-Miller. And today we're interviewing Jen Duplessis. And we want to thank our sponsors, uh, The Umbrella Syndicate, The Red Carpet Connection, Perfect Publishing, Amplifluence, MenFashion.com, MyMakeupLady.com, and www.TheKeepSmilingMovement.org is our charity of choice. We save lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope to be resilient no matter the challenge. Back to you, Ken. Well, thank you. So, Jen, we were talking about your childhood all the way up to your children, making it big and doing well in life. So I wanted to uh, transfer over to your your workshops that I've seen, your retreats, and share some of the cracking the code. There are people obviously that have uh, heard this show so far and said, how did she create this life? And <laughs> And they're, they're living like every single hour wondering how they're going to get all their bills paid. So I've seen you do these marvelous re, uh, retreats and how the people that are there make a substantial investment in themselves. And I wanted to have you share, first of all, the crack the code, but also what kind of person actually succeeds in your, uh, in your coaching program. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So I'll start with, uh, I guess I'll start with that, that piece of it um, with people that succeed in working with me. Uh, you know, so I have retreats, I have masterminds, you were in my mastermind last year. And then uh, now I've grown that exponentially into new, you know, new types of masterminds that I do. Um, my masterminds are very, <clears throat> pardon me, my masterminds are very business oriented. There are a lot of people out there that say mastermind very loosely. I'm certified in, in delivering a true mastermind, but I also, because I believe that mindset plus mechanics is where momentum happens. Um, I think that you could have this great attitude, but if you don't have the mechanics and you don't put, you know, the work in, you aren't laser focused. You're not, you're not, I call it eating soup with a fork. Most entrepreneurs and salespeople eat soup with a fork, right? It's like all day long. I'm doing all these activities and like, you're, oh, you're all scattered and you're here, there and look at you, you're going there, but it's, it, is it moving your business forward? And if it's not, then stop. Because at the end of the day, you're exhausted and you're not fulfilled at all. So stop eating soup with a fork, right? So the people, the people that I like to work with are already succeeding, right? They're, they're already in well into six figures. Um, they're, they uh, have cracked a somewhat of a code, but now they're missing something in their lives. They haven't, it was all about the business and not about them, right? And I want to help experiment with that and say, well, wait a minute, why do you only have one business when you could have multiple businesses? Why do you only have one stream of income that requires that you eat soup with a fork? You know? Yeah, and- let, me, let me cut in right there, Jen, because there's a big fallacy and a lot of people, I mean, 
not all my businesses are flourishing, but I have multiple businesses. And the, the, the question I'm asked is, how can you do more than one business? And people don't believe you can do more than one thing well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I totally believe that you can. And I think as we grow, we want to do more things right in the world. Um, and I think that, um, but I, I don't know, for me, it was a little bit different. Um, some people are like, well, I'm just going to have a whole bunch of businesses. There were a few, um, I have, I think, 18 LLCs or S-Corps or C-Corps and trusts. I've got all kinds of stuff. But some of them I've had to have because I'm also a real estate investor. And so I, I've had to have separate little LLCs to create that I didn't intend to. But every line of my business had to earn six figures before I went into another line. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. It's like, I just need to have a bunch of businesses. Well, perfect and master one and get it into six figures. Then bring your other one on, then bring your other one on. And if you've already gotten them, so if you're listening here, if you already have them and they're all kind of meandering around at 15,000, 40,000, something like that, then just let let them sit to the side and really focus your time and attention on, on that one. And one of the strategies I used to do is that every day of the week was for a different business. Mm. So on Mondays, I'd work on one business, Tuesdays on another, Wednesday on another. And I was very laser focused. There's no way that you can excel a multitude. Put you, there's no way you can put your foot on five different gas pedals without being in different cars, mm-hmm. right? right? You just can't do that. And I think a lot of people are in a car and they're trying to figure out how to brake, pedal, brake, brake, pedal, right? It's just too much work. Um, so I think that that's probably the biggest thing too, is like, if you do have these multiple businesses and you can't let them go, you know, you can't not talk about them. You have to, you have to pay attention to them, then pay attention to it once, once one day a week and move everything forward. You know, I'm all, I'm all about, I love the 12 week year. I love the 12 week year. I call it a power play. Um, but I'll accelerate my practice ahead one year in 12 weeks and someone else will take a whole year to try to do that. Right. And, and it's a lot of work and I don't do it every quarter, but on these quarters, when I need to excel, I'm about ready to do that with this business that we're talking about right now. Um, what I've been doing with my business is now going to double, right? Double. So I'm going from high six figures into high seven figures in the next six months. And it's because I'm doing a super powerful power play and I have the team to pull together to do that. Um, so I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges that people have is that they're, they're just not focused enough on what's important to move their business forward. And, and so that's the first code, which is clarity. Very good. And so that, that does help a lot. So, so a lot of people are listening because we train all of our audience to listen, by the way, all of our audience. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we, we have that. And then once you get the, the business working at a hundred thousand, you may look at another business to do. How would you go ahead and keep that one running that's at the hundred thousand or growing, I should say? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it needs to be automated. I mean, so, you know, you know, the saying of stop working in your business and on your business. I don't necessarily just believe in that. You need to work in your business for a period of time. Then you can work on your business. But what if you went above and beyond your business? So most of these businesses, I have people I don't have to, come on. I mean, look at um, what's, I always want to say Charles Brenson and it's not, what's it? He owns Virgin. Russell? Yeah. Russell? Oh, oh. No, not Russell Brunson. Oh. Richard Brunson. Richard, Richard Brunson. I don't, why? Richard I, I Brunson. Yeah, we, we, we should all Brandon. get a little fine for us. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Brunson. <laughs> I know because Russell and Brunson never. is a different person and we know him too. But yeah, um, you know, he has what, 20 some businesses mm-hmm. and he's not always there. You, and people don't ask him, how do you handle all these businesses? You know, he has people. So when you start graduating up, you get people. And so I work in my business, then I work on my business, right? And I set up the systems, the systems so that I can get it to someplace else. And then I start working above my business and then I go beyond my business. So I'm not involved in all the Airbnb things. I'm not involved in all of my um, investments. I have, I have people, right? I have people who manage the companies I have. And they collect the payments and they call the people and they, they make the deposits of things and they renew things. And I don't, I hire people to do that. So I get beyond my business. Um, and, uh, you know, now I'm at the point where my partnerships are going to grow. I'm going to do equity positions and partnerships. Um, 
And that'll be some, that'll be a whole new world for me, but that's my next power play, you know, it's just really moving, um, you know, moving that along. So, so yeah, so just stop eating soup with a fork. I think that would be the biggest thing in one. <laughs> if you, if you're exhausted at the end of the day and, and you look and you go, I did a lot, but I don't know what I did. That's a problem. That is. Well, you know, we have something called rapid fire <clears throat> at the end where we ask you what book changed your life, et cetera. We have only so much time till we get to rapid yep. fire. So I'm going to do a modified, not rapid fire, but it's, it's like a hybrid rapid. Fire. Okay. So okay. The hybrid looks like this. We have so many topics I still want to talk about. So we're going to not go as deep on these topics. Yeah. So what are you most passionate about? Dancing. Dancing. Okay. <laughs> how, how important is it for you to be an author? Uh, not so important now, but it was important to get started because that credibility, you know, I, I now have 14 number one bestsellers. <laughs> so I, I think it's some, it's kind of like buying a house that has two fireplaces. It's really cool. But when it has six, it's a little much, you right. know, but I do think that I'll I will tell you this though. And I know it's supposed to be rapid fire. The one thing I no, love this about- not, No, this is not rapid fire. This is hybrid rapid fire. Okay. So one of the things I really like about um, the combination, you know, I have several that are my own books. And then I led, and you were in the book, an impact book, right? Which is an acronym book. And um, we're about ready to come out with another one of those. And I like doing that. One of the reasons I like um, collaboration books or, I don't know, compilation. I know I've heard all these different words for them um, where multiple authors are in them is that I get to meet new people and those new people come on my podcast and, and I get to go on their podcast and they come to my workshops or my retreats or my mastermind and I get to go to theirs. And it grows my business. It's not about the book. We all know, you know, unless you're Mark Victor Hansen, who, who wrote the foreword, right? Or the, oh, I, I can even call this a foreword. He's, he wrote this on my book, right? My new book, right. Let's Tell Me I Can. And he called me and said, would it be okay if I did that? And I said, well, okay, yes, it'd be okay. So it's the only endorsement I have on the book because he's such a great friend of mine. He makes tons of money writing books. For me, I make money from writing the book and getting the credibility and the exposure and the influence that creates more opportunities for me. You know, um, just writing this crazy little book. I met Sean Higgins, who is a nine figure real estate investor. And now I'm speaking on his stage in Miami next week. Oh, really? Right. So it, and Mike Wolf, I met Mike Wolf because I wrote a book, not this book, but a different book. And Mike Wolf is another investor and I'm speaking on his uh, stage virtually this evening. So um yeah, I mean, it's opportunities well, on the other side. What was yeah. that? Okay, and then you want to show the new book, the Impact book? Um, yeah, it's not the newest book, but yeah, this is the book you were in, right? And we went number one with this as well. Um, so this is, uh, I always have to, I have to remind myself, it's Inspiring Motivational Powerful Acronyms for Cognitive Thinking. And uh, because we learn better when we have acronyms, that's what Dose of Hope is, right? Your, your um, chapter was hope. Right. And, uh, you know, and I, and mine was spark spark wonder why. <laughs> and say, so do you want to say what spark is stands for? Um, I can't remember what it stands for, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I'm pretty vulnerable about stuff. Well, I'll like, tell you, you, you caused me, well, you caused me to think of uh, smiles and, and what it would stand for. And I'm going to share what it was. Cause I had never yeah. done a chapter on that. So it was seeing miracles in life every second. And the reason I, I love that yeah. you did that is because Mr. Barry Shore is a big acronym guy. In fact, his book uh, is coming out this summer called A Pocket Full of Acronyms. Yeah. And it's, it's a pocket size. And he was doing this the same time we were doing Impact. And yeah. he's been doing acronyms for, I, I think, about 20 years. Yeah. So I said, you know, you should do a dictionary of acronyms, just a, a straight up dictionary. And so he says, yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. So he's doing that. But Yeah. And that's kind of where this came from. We all speak in these, these tongues, right? We're all speaking right. tongues in our various businesses and, and, uh, yeah. And I'm a big acronym girl. And my, and my, my husband is too. He's always got some kind of acronym going on and, and uh, yeah, but I can't remember what spark is, but you know, with launch with my book, there is an acronym for launch. Although I did, I never put it in the book. I savored it for my, my time on stage. So it's ready for it to be in a book once we do. And it may be the one that I have, you know, in the new uh, impact book. We'll How see. do people reach you to be in this next book? 
to be in the next book? Well, the best way is to text Jen, J-E-N, one N Jen, one N Jen, Jen to 26786 to get information about um, communicating with me. That's just really the best way to reach me. And then, uh, you know, we can have a conversation about being in the book. Like I said, we're only taking 15 or uh, 20 total authors. And I think we can only take about 15 because we already have our celebrity authors already selected. And um, so we can only take 15. And and I don't even know that we have that many left, to be honest with you. But um, but get in quick, make a decision quick. Um, And our goal is to publish sometime in late September, early October. Very good. Um, any other wisdom you'd like to share from either any of your books about people having a breakthrough and the, the abundance they have? Yeah, I, I mean, I always like leaving with this quote. This is my one of my favorite. I mean, I've got a multitude of favorite quotes that I, that I love, 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 especially Les Brown. I love, love Les. I love Jim. But, but uh, this quote is, uh, we flatter those we scarcely know. We please the fleeting guests but we deal many a thoughtless blow to those we love the best. And um, that's what I learned in my life. And I'm very, very cognizant of that now. I'm very aware. I'm not perfect in it. I might bite Brian every once in a while, you know, I go after him. And then I realize what I have done that to you, Ken, if you were visiting and the answer is no. Hmm. So I, uh, I want everyone to be as good to themselves as they are to their business and have the courage to say no to some of their clients and yes to their family and themselves. That's beautiful. That's a, that's a big quote. It's a long quote. It's almost like a poem. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's one of the rapid fire questions. So we can actually step into rapid fire. Uh, w- the last question I a- ask in the show is what quote do you live by? So is that the one you'd like to stick with? Yeah, that is absolutely the one I live by. I mean, I can give you another one that, that uh, Les Brown says is that you don't have to be great to get started. You have to start to get great. And for me, it's all about action. When you went back to, you know, when you asked the question, you know, who are the people that, that really do well working with me? It's people who take action. It's not talkers. And in fact, I was going to call, <laughs> launch was going to be called uh, shut the up and, and go do it. Um, and then we changed it to stop talking, take action, get results. And then we changed it to launch. But I really believe, you know, there are a lot of people who talk. Yeah. So stop talking. Yes, Take sorry. the action to get the results you're looking for in your life and in your business. And then you'll see them. You'll feel them. You'll experience them. All right. Uh, so the rest of the questions will be a little shorter. Both hey. ways. All right, Andrea. What's a song that you play to get you jazzed up and moving? Love Shack. That is, that is a good one. <laughs> and uh, what's, what's a book that changed your life? Uh, uh, gosh, you know, I read a lot, so it's hard. I thought about this last night and I kept saying, yeah, the compound effect by Darren Hardy. That's, that's definitely one of my favorite books. Is that one of the books you also give away to people? The compound effect? No, I don't usually do that. That I do roller coaster entrepreneur, (laughs) which is also by Darren. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll take a good guy to know. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Dr. Andre. And then uh, what is an animal that you resonate with, like a spirit animal? Or Yeah, it was funny. I love when you asked this question. I was like, what's a spirit animal? I'm thinking unicorn. I don't know. Am I supposed to know what that is? Um, you know, I, I think dogs, they have unconditional love. Um, they're unconditional. And I, and I am, you know, trying. It's so funny when people say, are you Catholic? I go, God, I'm trying to be. Are you a Christian? I'm trying to be because I don't think we all really arrive there, you know, And uh, the thing I like about dogs is they're not judgmental. And that is one of the things that I'm really working on is just, you know, being the unconditional person for everybody who calls me, you know, and, um, and giving people grace for that. And, and, you know, Andrea, you and I've had a couple of conversations over the last couple of weeks and I, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, yep, I hear, I hear, but maybe what we don't know is what's going on in someone's life. And I'm trying so hard um, to be that kind of person. And that's the thing that I love about, and I, that's what I love about my dog. That's what I love about all the dogs is that they are so unconditional um, with their love. And so I'm really trying to, to work on that as a human being. When I was a science teacher, my, my kids used to say, are you a nerd? And I said, I, I am trying to be, I'm trying to be, they, 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 they rule the world. They rule Every the day world. you're trying to be better, right? Every day we're trying to be better at something. And, uh, you know, for me that, uh, that's what I would say is they just, they love you no matter what, no matter what they might yell at you. My dog definitely has a different bark when, when he's mad at me, when I walk in the door. <laughs> All right. And, uh, what's a, what's a movie that inspires you? The movie, the movie that inspires me, um, uh, 
you know, I, I, I don't know there. I, I'm not really a movie fan. I like watching movies, but I mean, there, I have favorite movies, but I don't know that I have a movie that inspires me to go somewhere. So I'm just going to say that I don't have a movie that inspires me, not a Marvel's kind of person. I'm more of a notebook, you know, Summersby, uh, Madison, Bridges of Madison County. I'm one of more of those, you know, lost love, you right. know, type of things. So I'm not really sure I have a movie that inspires me. Well, I think the notebook and a couple of those are actually inspiring just for humanity. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. Right. Andrea. Um, go ahead and go Ken for sake of time. <clears throat> okay. So who is somebody you have not met? You would love to meet. I'm sorry. Who is someone you have not met? You would love to meet. That I would love uh, to meet. Oh, uh, Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's your hero? Who's what? Your hero. My hero. My hero. Uh, ooh. <laughs> My husband. Awesome. Nice. Very good. Well, Jen, thank you so much for spending an hour. Um, you are certainly a leader. We enjoy amplifying the goodness of. And thank yeah. you for always taking action when uh, we've asked you to support the Keep Smiling movement. You've always been a, a big advocate. And it means a lot to us because you've endorsed and recommended and uh, shared your network with us so that the book and the project gets that much better. So thank you very much for that. Oh, of course. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right. Well, this is Ken Roshan on Amplified Voice America, and uh, we are so excited that you share this show. Let other people know about Jen Duplicis and the impact effect, her second volume, because you may know somebody you can change their life by having impact be part of theirs. Okay. So Andreas, take us out with uh, our sponsors. Thank you so much to the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, Amplifluence, Perfect Publishing, MenFashion.com, MyMakeupLady.com. And again, please love on our charity of choice, TheKeepSmilingMovement.org, where we save lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope to be resilient no matter the challenge. And you've been listening to Amplified with Dr. Ken Rashan, aka Dr. Smiley, and I'm executive producer, Dr. Andrea Adams-Miller. Please listen to us at www.amplifiedradioshow.com for replays. Bye. Thank you very much. Have a good week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard. (laughs) 